And uh, earlier today, the city, uh, as we looked at our next segment, the, the city council's land use committee voted to approve the de Blasio administration's plan to rezone Governor's Island, bringing that plan one step closer to fruition. Under this plan, the popular recreation site in the middle of New York Harbor could see large hotels and a retail shopping center, among other things, for the first time in its history. And uh, hundreds of thousands of New Yorkers go out uh, to Governor's Island during the summer uh, when it's open. It's uh, it's an amazing place to go. I've been there uh, a, a number of times you take the the ferry ride right on over there. It's a, a unique place out in the harbor uh, to get away from the hustle and bustle of the city. But now uh, powerful real estate interests want to bring that hustle and bustle out to the island and make a lot of money. And the de Blasio administration is is shepherding that along. There's been a strong opposition from a number of community groups. And to, uh, joining us uh, now to, to talk about uh, not only what's happening with Governor's Island, but several other mega development projects uh, that are uh, underway uh, in lower Manhattan that are, are stirring up tremendous uh, community opposition is Todd Fine. Uh, he's a pres- pre- preservationist and uh, writer based in lower Manhattan. Uh, he has an article in the current issue of the independent uh, about uh, luxury housing. That's uh, uh, that the powers that be are looking to build on the last remaining parcel of land at the world trade center. We're going to talk about that in the, a few minutes, but uh, first of all, we want to talk about the situation at Governor's Island. Todd, thank you for coming on WBAI radio this evening. Thank you, John. Good to good to be here. Right. So uh, uh, earlier today, uh, the City Council Land Use Committee uh, greenlighted the the rezoning of, of Governor's Island with only a few minor modifications that the activists essentially consider uh, irrelevant. Um, the activists who've uh, been fighting this. Uh, can you talk about what the city is, is trying to do on Governor's Island and, and the, the irony that they're they're wrapping this up in uh, uh, the idea that they of fighting climate change? Yes. So there is a fairly large development site, about 33 acres on the southern end of the island, which um, the city is planning to zone for skyscrapers and a lot of different types of development everything but residences, but we always expect that could come in the future. Um, as you mentioned, they reduced the maximum tower height from 300 feet to two, uh, 225 feet, but uh, that is still quite different than what people expect right now when they come on to Gutherers Island. And it, it raises the question of, of do we have to develop every square inch of the city? And as you mentioned, uh, they have claimed that they – would like to create some sort of center to do research on climate change in this this large parcel, but they don't have a partner yet. It's just kind of a idea that they came up with to sell the initiative, which seems quite dubious, especially when you consider that the act itself uh, doesn't necessarily have very good environmental consequences. Indeed. And, uh, of course, the, the city is also uh, – on the verge of uh, of demolishing the East River Park, also in the name of fighting climate change. Um, of course, the, the Lower East Side was hard hit by Hurricane Sandy, and the city has hatched a plan uh, that w- in, instead of uh, sort of modifying the park, they want to completely demolish it and then, and then put eight feet of dirt up and then build a new park uh, that will arise sometime, you know, maybe a decade from now. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of irony in that. 
And then another uh, lower Manhattan uh, rezoning battle that's going on that you're following closely uh, is in uh, Soho, NoHo, and in Chinatown, where uh, there's a big push for rezoning, kind of also being uh, sold with a with a social justice uh, argument. Uh, can you break down a little bit what's going on with with this rezoning in, in Soho and that sort of collateral effect it could have, uh, you know, all the way through Chinatown? Yeah, the Soho NoHo battle uh, is likely going to be one of the biggest, you know, political battles at the end of the De Blasio administration. Um, it's timed to have its approval happen perhaps in the last weeks of the administration. And they are really using a lot of the mayor's you know, little political capital that he has left on this deal. Um, essentially, originally, uh, a few years ago, there was talk about some fairly reasonable uh, zoning changes in Soho having to do with uh, the, 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 uh, the legalization of certain types of retail, about the artist residencies. And uh, that eventually slowed down, and the city said they didn't think they had time to finish it within this term. But quite, quite oddly, uh, when the, when the uh, protest happened last year about uh, after George Floyd, the city took advantage of that moment to announce a major upzoning of the historic district, but also some other uh, districts adjacent to to Soho in Chinatown, claiming that by upzoning the area massively, they could uh, implement some of this uh, mandatory uh, inclusionary housing, which would be an act of social justice that would bring diversity uh, and more mixed income to the area. Um, but a lot of, of the preservationists and other advocates who are looking into this don't think the numbers add up and that it's so quite disingenuous to, per, per, to present luxury towers as an act of social justice. Right. And I, I think uh, contrary to some of the imagery of, of the sort of the retail shopping uh, uh, aspects of, of Soho, there's actually a lot of uh, – uh, rent-stabilized tenants and, and other people that have uh, currently existing affordable housing, and they're very concerned that uh, the escalate this upzoning will will ultimately displace them. Um, and, and we we just have about thirty seconds left here. Uh, you've also been following what's happening in the World Trade Center. There's one last parcel of land there that could be uh, used for affordable housing. Uh, how, how does that look? And sorry, we have to leave here in a little bit, but if, if you can give people a quick synopsis on that. Yeah, that's that that sort of blows open the Soho battle because the city and the state have a, a quite large parcel at the World Trade Center. They've decided to do housing there. It's public land. It could be a, a 100% affordable, but yet once again they're deciding to do luxury housing on government land at the World Trade Center, World Trade Center 5. Um, there's starting to be some resistance to that and at the community board level, but uh, it's, I, I detail this in the independent piece. Um, it, it needs a lot more sunlight. Um, and it's a shame that this is, this is our only tool for affordable housing right now. Right. And that's potentially a thousand units of affordable housing could be built on that World Trade Center five uh, parcel of land, which is roughly equivalent to the total number of uh, affordable housing units they would do with the Soho rezoning. So. It's, it's definitely something to continue to follow. And, and uh, Todd, I know you're going to be uh, writing some more on, on these uh, matters for upcoming issues of the independence. So we're looking forward to uh, following your coverage more and, and hopefully having you back on the show again in the future. Thank you, John. 